Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. In Luke chapter 18, in verses 1 to 8, Jesus tells this parable about a persistent widow. And right at the start, he tells us what the point of this parable is. And we read in verse 1, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And so this, the point of this parable, and this parable is all about prayer, but more specifically, it's about being persistent in prayer. It's about praying always and not giving up. It's about remaining faithful to God and trusting God to the very end. How does the parable make this point? Well, in verse 2 we read, he said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And so over here we introduce to our first character, the unjust judge. And he's most certainly not a Jewish judge, uh, because uh, the the Jews would go to, to settle the disputes, they would go to the synagogue, and they would always have at least three judges, they would never have one single judge. So he's most certainly a paid magistrate, most likely appointed by Herod or by the Romans. And they were notoriously corrupt. You would uh, never have your case heard, let alone get in a favorable verdict, unless you were a person of influence or you paid the appropriate bribe. In fact, your case would never get heard unless you paid a bribe. And so they were notoriously corrupt. Some of the ancient Jewish writers uh, claimed that these uh, judges perverse the course of justice for a dish of meat. And so they were known as robber judges. And we told that he didn't fear God. He didn't respect God. He didn't care what God thought of him. And he didn't care about God's laws, which which said that he needed to do right. He needed to seek justice. He needed to defend the oppressed and take up the cause of the fatherless and, and plead the case of the widow. He didn't care about God's law. He didn't care about God. He didn't think that one day he would have to stand before God, the ultimate judge, and give account of how he had treated people. And we told that he didn't care what people thought. In fact, he basically just didn't care about people. If you were suffering, if you were a victim of an injustice, if you were abused, he didn't care. If it didn't affect him personally, he didn't care. And, and he didn't care what people thought. That meant he didn't feel any shame. Which is a huge thing within that Middle Eastern culture which was an honor-shame culture. It was all about reputation. It was all about being honored and respected. In that culture, if you didn't do the right thing, if you did the wrong thing or you failed to do the right thing, you would bring shame upon yourself and your family. But he felt no shame. So you couldn't come to him and say, shame on you for not looking after that poor widow because he felt no shame. You couldn't influence him by appealing to what people would think and shame. And you couldn't influence him by appealing to God because he neither feared God nor cared what people thought. He was cold and heartless. The only way to influence him was through bribery. And then in verse 3, And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, 
Grant me justice against my adversary. Here we introduce to the second character a widow. And within the Bible, a widow is always seen as the most vulnerable and helpless within society. Uh, she would be poor and unable to get work in a male-centered culture. And she wouldn't have someone, a man, to protect her. In that culture, you needed a man to protect you. She didn't have anyone. In fact, certain Jewish traditions in the oral law say that a woman couldn't even go to court. The sure fact that she's going to court means there's no man in her wider family to stand up for her and to speak for her. She's completely powerless. And someone's clearly taking advantage of the situation and exploiting her. It could be her dead husband's family are refusing to give her a portion of the inheritance which she's entitled to, and so she's now destitute. It could be that the Pharisees, the religious leaders, all the tax collectors were making an unjust claim against her dead husband's estate, and so now she's been left destitute. These could really have happened. These were very common in those days. Widows would be exploited by their husband's family or by religious leaders or by the tax collectors. And all she wants is justice. What is right. But this judge refuses to even listen to her case. And she's completely powerless. She's too weak to compel and she's too poor to buy justice. So there's only one thing left for her to do. Nag. And nag. We were told she, she kept coming and pleading with the judge. I can just imagine the scene every morning as the judge comes out of his house to go to court. There she is. Good morning, judge. Can I talk to you about my case? No, go away. And as he gets into the courtroom and he calls the first case, she's at the back shouting, what about my case? What about my case? And he's like, no, get her out, get her out. He goes out for a lunch break, there she is. Hey, judge, go away. At the end of the day, he's going home. And she's like, oh, judge, good to see you again. And he's like, just leave me alone. You are driving me mad. You're killing me. She just nags and nags and and we read in verse 4, it says, For some time he refused. You, you, get, you get the impression this went on for a long time. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, so he admits he's cold and heartless, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Now, now, the Greek word that's been translated attack, uh, 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 that, that's what it literally means. That will kind of literally mean strike the eye, give someone a black eye. And so the NIV is taken a very literal translation of here, uh, but it also has a figurative meaning. It kind of means wear down with persistence. Uh, you know, like a boxer can wear down his opponent with multiple blows to the head, slowly just wearing the person down. And it's highly unlikely that this judge is scared that this widow would come and punch him in the eye uh, because she's poor and powerless and weak and he's a powerful, strong guy. And so it's most likely he's saying that, you know, 
this constant nagging. He's giving me a headache. You know, you're wearing me down. Uh, like the, the New Living Translation puts it like this. But this woman is driving me crazy. Uh, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. She's giving me a headache. And through her nagging, through her persistence, she gets justice. And Jesus says in verse 6, Listen to what the unjust judge says. In other words, he's saying, don't miss the point of this parable. And the point is this. Persistence pays off in the end. Now what Jesus is not saying, Jesus is not saying that God is like this unjust judge who really doesn't care about anyone and doesn't care about justice uh, and, and the only way you're ever going to get anything out of him is just to nag, nag, and nag. No, he's not saying that. Jesus is using a how much more argument, as he often does in parables, like in the parable of the shrewd manager. He's using a how much more argument. He's saying... If this widow, through her persistent request, can get justice from an unjust judge like this guy who really doesn't care about her and doesn't care about justice, how much more will God answer our prayers if we are persistent? How much more through our persistent prayers will God, who deeply cares about justice and who cares about us and loves us, will grant us our requests. I mean, if this persistent requesting can get an unjust judge to do the right thing, how much more will a loving God respond to us? As Jesus goes on to say in verse 7, And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. God will answer your prayers. What Jesus is encouraging us is when we go through a, a situation like this widow, when we're a, a victim of an injustice, when we face a wrong, or if we're just going through a very hard season, a hard time, and, and we seem powerless to be able to change it, Jesus is saying, don't give up. Continue to call out to God day and night. Continue to pray because God is not like that unjust judge. He's not reluctant and dragging his feet. And he cares about you deeply. And he will answer your prayer. And there will be justice in God's time and in God's way. There will be justice. But when? When will there be justice? That's the big question. And, and there's a bit of a tension over here. Because on the one hand, Jesus says that we'll get justice and quickly. But on the other hand, the, the whole purpose and the point of the parable is to remain faithful, to, to, to be persistent in prayer, which implies a delay. So which is it? Is it quickly or is it a delay? Or is it in some kind of mysterious way both? 
Of course, the, the phrase, get justice and quickly, is primarily referring to God's character. It's a way of saying that, that God's not like this unjust judge. He, he's not reluctant to answer your prayers. He's not dragging your, his feet. He is eager and keen to answer your prayer. He, he's deeply concerned about justice. And he will answer. And there will be justice. But of course we are only ultimately going to see this justice fully when Jesus returns and puts all things right. And that's why we need to be faithful in prayer now while we wait for Jesus. And that's why during this Advent season, which is all about waiting for the appearing of Jesus, the coming of Jesus, we need to be reminded to be faithful in prayer and not to give up, not to lose heart. That's why we have this question at the end of verse 8. However, when the Son of Man comes, in other words, when Jesus returns at the end of time, will he find faith on earth? What faith is he looking for? That faith that is persistent in prayer. That faith that continues to cry out to God day and night. That faith that doesn't give up but continues to trust in God who will bring justice in his time and in his way. You see, God will answer our prayer. But the answer is either yes, no, no. Or later. Sometimes when we pray, God answers yes. And, and it's immediately obvious to everyone that God answered the prayer. Other times God will answer yes. And it's not immediately obvious at the time. It's only in hindsight when you look back. You suddenly go, oh wow, God was there the whole time. Behind the scenes. Working out things according to his plan. And other times God will say no. Because we don't know everything. Do we? And so we don't really know what is best. Just as a parent will sometimes say no to their child. Not because they don't love their child, but because they do love their child. And so God will sometimes say no to us. And you know, sometimes children ask for stupid things. And so the loving thing is to say no. And God sometimes is saying no because he's got something better in mind. He's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. that. That's kind of stupid. I've got something way much better in mind for you. At other times, God says, later. Not now. Later. And we need to wait. And we need to persevere in prayer. And, and it's, it's not easy. And it's hard, and we don't know why. We don't have the answers. It doesn't make sense to us. It's kind of like a mystery. But we have to trust God, knowing that he's not like this unjust judge, but he's a loving father who deeply cares for us and is deeply concerned about justice. The more I've been praying through the years, the more I've come to realize that prayer is less about me getting God to do what I want and more about God getting me to do what He wants. So often when I've been praying for a circumstance, the circumstance doesn't change, but I change. I experience an inner peace 
a profound peace in the midst of the difficulty. I experience a deep inner strength to continue and to endure and to get through. I, I sometimes experience a greater understanding and a, a just more forgiving spirit and acceptance of people I've often found really difficult. God starts changing me, not the circumstance. And the more I pray, the more I become like Jesus. I pray, not my will be done, but your will be done. Sometimes God says, later, not now, later, just wait. Because he's more concerned about your character than he is about your happiness. And it's through persistent prayer that our character is formed. Sometimes people don't persist in prayer because they simply think prayer doesn't work. Or they think that God is like this unjust judge who really doesn't care for them, who's reluctant, who's dragging his feet. He's... And so they just kind of become overwhelmed, give up. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the circumstances of life? Do you feel like giving up? Is your faith nearly on empty? Perhaps you've been praying for something for a long time, waiting for a breakthrough, and you just nothing's changing, and, and you're starting to become a little disillusioned. If that's you, then I believe this is Jesus' word for you today through this parable. He's speaking to you and saying, Don't give up. Be persistent. Keep praying. Keep trusting. God is not like that unjust judge. He is deeply concerned for you. Deeply concerned for justice. And he will answer your prayer in his time and in his way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We thank you that you are a God who loves us, who is concerned for us. That you never give up on us. And Father, we thank you that we can put our hope in you. That you will bring about justice in your time and in your way. And so Father, we pray as we go through those difficult circumstances, those trying times, as we look at so many issues that we, in, in the world and in our life that seem unjust. Father, won't you give us the boldness and the courage to remain faithful, to be persistent, trusting you, knowing that you will bring justice in your time and in your way. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website, abgavenibaptist.co.uk.